to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up-level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. Hi, all. Welcome back to the podcast. Okay, I have two things that I want to share before we get into today's topic. The first is a bit of a follow-up from last week's episode on session priming. So the way I approached explaining that episode was from what I often see in my mental endurance coaching. So how it shows up is usually in a not very useful form, right? The negative session priming. And what I taught you in that episode was how to move from the negative default session priming that may be happening inside your brain without you even knowing it to a more positive and useful intentional session priming. Okay. So the idea though is still the same. It's to be aware of the state in which you are starting your training sessions and how that impacts the session, right? You get to decide how you want to prime your mind and your body before a session. Okay, so I just wanted to follow up because I actually got a follow-up question. And I always think that if one person asks me, there's likely like 10 others that have the same question. So I want to take the opportunity here to clarify. Okay, the other thing is an invitation. I am hosting my next free mental endurance coaching call on Tuesday, March 8th, which is the day after this episode is released. I love hosting these types of calls because you all get the chance to experience my mental endurance coaching live. So for this next call, I will be diving deeper and teaching on the concept of micro quitting, and then I will open it up for coaching. Okay, so come get coaching on what you struggle with. I have gotten so much great feedback on how a single call just like this has led to almost immediate breakthroughs in training. And that is what I want for all of you. So plan for it. Tuesday, March 8th at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll meet on Zoom. And so a registration is required to get the link. And you can find the registration link in the show notes. All right, let's get to today's topic, shall we? I titled this one, Thoughts About Your Coach. And it's a bit of a look inside my own brain, actually. I'm going to take you into my brain, show you kind of what went on inside there as far as my relationship with my coach, and tell you how I self-coach my brain not my training, my brain, how I self-coach my brain to have a better relationship with my triathlon coach. Because I went through this period where I was seriously considering switching triathlon coaches, but it was for all the wrong reasons. So I want to do this podcast episode for you so that you can see the power of using your mind to better any relationship in your life. I want to offer it for you as an opportunity to check in and see if your brain is offering you thoughts that may be distancing you from your coach and the performance results that you're working towards, just like mine was. Okay, so we're just gonna dive straight in because you know how I do, I don't beat around the bush. So here, I'm just gonna like list them out for you, 
I'm going to list out the reasons that my brain said that I needed to find a new coach stat. All right, here they are. My brain offered me, told me she doesn't like me. She doesn't want to coach me. So why would I continue working with a coach who doesn't want to coach me? She has favorites and I'm not one of them. It also said this doesn't feel in alignment with what I want. She's not in my corner. And of course, cherry on top, she doesn't believe in me. Okay, so the most important thing that I want to start with is that every single relationship that we have in life, coach, spouse, family, friends, mentors, every single one is just a set of thoughts that we have about the other person. Your relationship is a sum total of all of your thoughts about that person. And the quality of your thoughts about someone will show you the quality of that relationship. So my brain was like, she's definitely the problem. And here are all the reasons, right? What I just read to you. So it was important first for me to see what was happening. The quality of my thoughts had massively deteriorated and I needed to do something about that before even considering changing coaches. Because if you don't address your thoughts about one type of relationship in your life, so I'm talking about my coach, right? But you could bring up any relationship. You will just bring those same thoughts to a new relationship. If I didn't see these and self-coach my brain on them, I would just find reasons to believe these exact same things were true, but with a new coach. So the answer was not to switch coaches. The answer was to dig deeper into these thoughts through self-coaching my brain. Yeah. So I'm going to go back through each and tell you what I learned about myself through each and also what I have decided to do better personally to strengthen our coach athlete relationship. So I'm essentially like bringing you in to my personal self-coaching practice. If you haven't been around me um, for a long time, when I talk about self-coaching, I don't mean giving myself my own training plan. I'm talking about my own version of mental endurance self-coaching, where I am taking a look at the thoughts in my brain and coaching myself on them. Okay. So I'm going to bring you into that. We're going to go back to the top. The first one that I said was she doesn't like me. And what I discovered is that when I would think she doesn't like me, it actually had nothing to do with her and everything to do with my own limiting belief that I am the one who's not likable. So it wasn't about her not liking me. It was about me not liking me. And that's because I spent so many years being told that I'm intimidating. And in those years, I tried to find the balance of like softening my approach, but also not wanting to lose who I am. And so all of that was rooted in fear that no one will like me if I don't do that, if I don't change who I am. And in this relationship, that insecurity was showing up until I realized I don't need her to like me because I can like myself, right? It would be nice if she liked me, but I don't need her to, and I don't have to focus my attention on her not liking me because I can like myself. And that's all I really, really need. The other part, I think the most important thing here is that her liking me has nothing to do with how I show up to my training, right? I don't need her to like me for me to show up with my best with in every single training session and to give my best because her also not liking me has nothing to do 
with the performance results that I create. That's on me, not on whether or not she likes me. Okay, that's number one. Number two, she doesn't want to coach me. So why would I continue working with a coach who doesn't want to coach me? And by the way, none of these were from her. These are all in my own brain, okay? She said, none of this to me is all in my own brain. So this one is similar to the last one in that it was coming from my own insecurity. But the other part of this one is seeing her, my coach, as whole and capable of making decisions in her best interest. As in that's her responsibility, not mine. So if and when the time comes that she doesn't want to coach me, I trust that she will let me know and we will part ways, right? And if that happens, I will be okay. Until then, I will operate from the assumption that I am a valuable part of her athlete roster because that serves me in the highest way possible. Okay, the third one. She has favorites and I'm not one of them. So this one kind of blew my mind when I was doing, like coaching myself through it um, because I realized, I came to the realization that as humans, we naturally have preferences and biases, right? That's not a problem. She's allowed to have favorites, turns out. (laughs) And if I expected her to not have favorites, that actually says way more about me than her. And most important thing, me not being her favorite has nothing to do with me or my performances. And the flip side of the same coin, if I were her favorite, that would also have no bearing on my performance results either, because I am in control of those, not her. Being her favorite is not indicative of my performance results. My thoughts create my own results, not her thoughts about who's a favorite. Okay, did you get that? (laughs) All right, moving on. Number four, this doesn't feel in alignment with what I want. So in alignment with what I want, in quotes, right? (laughs) That's my brain's way of asking, are you getting the growth that you seek? And that question was an easy yes, because I know I'm always committed to it. So when I want to be challenged with getting a 5K PR in training or doing a bike test, I have no problem voicing that and having a conversation and and asking for what I want or what I need in training and having a conversation around it, right? Turns out I don't need to be absolutely in a perfect alignment. I just want to grow and progress. And when I make it an open communicative, is that a word? Environment, then it makes it available to me. And that's what I really want. Okay, number five, she's not in my corner. I realized quite quickly (laughs) that she was only, quote, not in my corner when I was using her words or actions against myself. Okay, so when I stopped doing that, I started seeing that she was in my corner the whole time, period. (laughs) That's it. So notice if you're also doing that. If you're believing something like I was, she's not in my corner, and then looking for evidence to prove that true, instead of stopping and making it, seeing it in a way that serves you, she was in my corner the whole time. Okay, and the final one, she doesn't believe in me. Here's what I 
realized, recognized, found out, coached myself through her not believing in me had absolutely nothing to do with her. Of course, right? Again, it highlighted where I lacked strong belief in myself. I was looking for ways to like blame her instead of shining the light on myself and where I had work to do to believe in myself more. This was the strongest reminder that I needed that it's my job to believe more than anyone else. Her belief in me does not create my results. My belief in me does. So like I said before, my brain said that these were the reasons I needed a new coach. But spoiler alert, I didn't change coaches and I didn't ask my coach to change who she is or question her on any of this. None of that needed to change because I took ownership and saw where my brain was using this relationship to create a barrier to performance. So I want to offer for you to consider, are you feeling resentful or insignificant or withdrawn from your own coach? This could be a really good time to analyze your own thoughts and see how your brain is creating every single one of those experiences. If your relationship is just a collection of thoughts, like I told you before, what are the most common thoughts you have about your coach? And are they serving your highest growth and performance potential? Let your coaching relationship expand you, but only after you take ownership of the thoughts that you have, right? Your side of that relationship. Let this be the best power play that you can make in the pursuit of your own performance. All right, that's it. You might have to listen back to this one. There's a lot in this one and a short, compact amount of time. All right, I'll meet you here next week. Hey, it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.